0: I know that as a follower of Christ, I'm indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives inside of me. But what actually happens when it's a Tuesday morning and I'm fighting comparison or fear and my next steps of my calling— What does God's word say about that? Who does God's word say that not only he is, but then that trickles down to me and my identity and him. And so I work out of that place. So I think as we take steps of obedience, as we surrender our own desires to his plan, that's what it looks like is we're doers of the word.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. My name is Eric Stevens. I'm the founder of Redwood Christian Ministries. Hope everyone out there is doing well today. I am excited for this episode because with me, I have author, an all around great woman of God, and my first time repeat guest on the show, Rebecca George. Welcome back. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, Eric, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so honored and just excited to share with you. I am, I'm good. I'm right in the middle in the thick of book launch, which is so fun. I know we're going to talk about that today and just excited to get to come back and share.
1: Thank you so much for being back on. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to dive into the book, everything you've been doing with that. I have been following you on social media. You've been on tour pretty much for the past few. I
0: have been so. on tour. <laughs> yes, that's a good way to say it. Over over the internet, I have been on tour. I've been doing lots of <laughs> podcasting,
1: so it's been. Fun. I'm grateful that we're on the list that, that we're able to secure you for for a show today. So again, thank you so much for doing this. So. I'm going to just dive right into it. So if you want to share the name of the book and for the audience in case they are looking to pre-order, I'm going to let you go ahead and dive right into that.
0: Sure. So it is called Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And it really is a message to help us. Take a really good look at what and how has God given us gifts and talents this side of heaven that we get to use to partner with Him and His work on this side of eternity and bring Him glory, advance the gospel in our everyday lives. And we bump up against some things as we walk through that maybe fear, maybe insecurity, doubt, comparison. Maybe God's inviting you into something new or you're enduring in a really hard season in your calling. We address all of those moments along the way. And how do we turn towards? Towards biblical truth in the midst of that. And so I'm just so excited to see what happens in in and through the church in us as we just really take a hard look at at scripture and at our gifts and talents and how we're using them for God's glory. So I'm super excited about it
1: so for anyone who is listening no matter where you're watching this the first five people in the comment section who uses the term do the thing i'm actually going to get a copy of this book and put it in your hands oh Um, amazing so i will be doing more pre-orders to anyone who is interested in having this book i want to get this in folks hands and i want to definitely help spread the message you're putting out there which is gospel center message. I think it's going to be a blessing to everyone who reads it. So,
0: Thank you, Eric. That means the world. And as pre-orders are such an important part of kind of this process, and that's what we're walking through right now. And It's it's an interesting time to become an author. I think 10, 15 years ago, we had brick-and-mortar Lifeway stores. We had a little bit more shelf space in a Barnes & Noble. And it's interesting now, stepping into this world, publishers are looking more to authors to market and sell their books. And it's such a gift to get to partner with people like you who are passionate, too, about the message God's given you and are just faithful to share it. And so it just means the world that you would do that and that you'd help be a part of pre-order. So thank you for offering that.
1: No, happy to do it. We're all in this together. I think part of being a church is unity and making sure that we are walking each hands and feet, We, but it's one body. We just all have different parts to play. So we just need to find out how we can support one another, whether it's through supporting a book that's coming out, sharing, buying t-shirts because you just had a clothing line come out or whether it's being a worship song, whatever the case might be, how can we Joining and if nothing else, and probably the most important piece, praying for each other's ministries. I think that's is- right. I agree. So for anyone who may not know a little bit about your background, how did you start doing your thing? And how mm. did you get to this point here?
0: Yeah, that is that's the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> and I I have I've been asked this a lot lately, and it's been a real gift to kind of look back and see what God has done. And I think that encourages me so much as I look to the future of what God's going to do when I recount his faithfulness over the past few years. And so that's such a gift. And as I look back over probably the last decade of my life, I would say the thread that has weaved through that time has been just a real desire to encourage and equip women. I can think back about eight years ago or so, my mom walked through a cancer journey that praise God, she's um about nine years on the other side of now. And God led me to start a ministry that I had for about five or six years where we donated handmade hats and handwritten letters of encouragement that were coupled together to cancer patients in treatment centers all across America. And we did some incredible ministry work in that. And God allowed me the opportunity uh, over time just to share with different church groups and women's ministries about what God was doing and how He was at work and how people could get involved. And I always had conversations after I would speak, and you'll relate to this, Eric, where people come up to you afterwards and talk about how God spoke to them, and they would mostly say something to the effect of, I love how God is at work through your mom's story and how he brought that ministry opportunity about. And I actually feel like I have my own version of that. I feel God stirring my heart towards a specific thing or an area to serve him. And and they would almost always hush to a whisper, and something would be holding them back, whether it was doubt insecurity, fear, comparison, or maybe just taking that first step towards that thing felt really scary to them. And so I would spend time just encouraging them in that and pointing them back to truth. And so as God continued to unfold my story with writing and speaking and what might that first book be, that's the thread that I kept coming back to of how do I compile what I feel like women really need in their calling and what are we bumping up against and how do we point ourselves back to truth. I don't think it's a matter of if we'll face things like comparison or fear or doubt, but where are we turning when we do? And so that's kind of the long and short of how I got to to today.
1: That's a especially that comparison piece. It's easy to fall into it consciously or subconsciously. I yeah. mean, you, you look at the world of podcasting, for example, because you also have A podcast, but there are so many of us doing this. So many. it's, It's easy to say, I don't sound like them, or I don't have this, or I don't have that, versus having the mindset of, but if God told me to do this, he's gonna make a way.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I was talking to a friend not that long ago, and this reminder was so powerful to me. She said, I was struggling with comparison, and at that particular time I was reading through the gospels, and she said. It was so interesting as I read Matthew and I read Mark and I read Luke and then I read John. And I was thinking about how God saw fit in the inerrant, infallible, trustworthy, his word to preserve different people's perspective of the same story. And we could look at that and say, Matthew's already said it, so why does Mark need to say it again? We say that in our own lives, but God saw fit to include that in the Gospels, that repetition was necessary of a similar message. And so in our world, I think that's so transferable and such an encouragement to think anything really inside the pages of Do The Thing, it's not anything nobody else has ever never written on before. Plenty of ink has been spilt on the idea of purpose and calling and how right. to see that rightly. And you walk in a bookstore and you could find plenty of helpful resources, I'm sure. But I sense that God was calling me to be a part of that conversation. And he's given me a set and you a set of life experiences and has placed you within a culture and, and in a time where you have a unique perspective on that, right? And so I think any listener coming to the conversation feeling called in a similar way and experiencing a similar tension. Let's not deny that the tension's there. It's absolutely there. But recognizing that God's given you something unique to share. There's there's space for you at the table. And there's a place for exactly how God wired you to say it, right? That's different from maybe the way it's been said before. And... um So I'm experiencing that in a very real way in this book. There were publishers that turned down the idea because they've seen a lot of things similar, right? So I walked through that of having to really sit with the Lord of, okay, how do we differentiate what's already been done with what I feel really called to share? And comparison is real, And I think we also just when we look around and we see someone else get a book deal before we do or podcast blows up and their numbers are huge and we feel stuck with the audience we have. Even before I signed the contract for this book, I remember seeing some other friends walk down that path a little more quickly than I got to. And the Lord really convicted me of remembering like, okay, your fellow sister in Christ who was called to write this book that you weren't called to write. You weren't called to write that book. I called her to write that book. And that is a win for my kingdom. And a win for the kingdom of God is never not a win for the kingdom of God. Right. And so I can celebrate that in her while also continuing to be faithful in my own calling. You know,
1: it's one of the, I tell people that the comparison is either going to make you feel superior or inferior to someone else. And neither one of those options honors God.
0: That's right. Yeah. We we have to walk
1: in, in our, in that uniqueness that he created us to be. Yeah, And you might as well authentically be yourself because that hasn't been done yet. There is yeah. no other you. So you're, like a ton of people can write a book on leadership, for example. I can write a book on leadership, but my testimony in my life story is going to reach that spirit influence that God has for me. So it's almost like a mindset thing of, God, you just put this on my heart who do you want who whoever is going to be impacted by this i pray they're impacted by it mm-hmm. i'm just going to be faithful and i'm going to let you do the rest i'm going to do the possible you do the impossible but i'm going yeah. to be faithful to do what you've called me to do with this book or with this sermon or in this season
0: yeah 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 i think that's where we have to stay and and again It's not that we won't have those moments, but reminding ourselves of the truth of the bigger picture of how God is at work is what will help us really endure in those moments. And yeah, it's a very real thing that happens, but I just think we have to continue to point ourselves back to, like you said, nobody else has been given the voice and the influence that you've been given. And are there certainly plenty of other podcasts that probably speak to similar topics as what you and I talk about? Absolutely. And yet God has given us a unique sphere of influence for his kingdom. And I think the more we focus on him and keep our eyes on him and what he's called specifically and only us to do, it helps, it help, it helps us cheer for other people more right. fully too. When we know our place in the kingdom and what he's really given us as an assignment, I find myself struggling less with jealousy and envy in comparison because I'm real clear on what my mm-hmm. lane is and what my lane's not. And so I find that to be super helpful too.
1: One of, my, um, one of my sisters in Christ texted me the other day and she was like sharing a testimony. She God is doing some amazing things in my life right now. And I literally text her back and my response back to her was, I'm celebrating with you until it's my turn.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: celebrating with you. I'm celebrating with you. Just tell me how we're celebrating just so I know. No. yeah what are we is there about to be a group dinner what are we doing like how do we celebrate this new job or this promotion or a book launch or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be celebrating with you because i think that we sometimes when it comes to being the church we don't cry enough together we don't celebrate enough yeah. together we, we need to we can do a better job of lifting each other's arms up and just being in in unity and support with one another yeah there's no need for god has a lane for all of us and he placed us intentionally where we are on purpose because there's mm-hmm. a work to do where we are. Yeah. And that work is probably going to keep us so busy that we don't have time <laughs> to worry about this is what such and such is doing over here. Right. I'm going to cheer you on over there versus me versus you or so I hear you on that. But you might have actually touched on this, but when, during this process, has you, what have you found fulfillment in or what's been the most fulfilling thing you've seen through the process of this book right now?
0: Oh, my goodness. I think it's such a gift to begin to share it with the world, right? When you think about book writing, we walk in Barnes and Noble and hold a book in our hands, and we have no clue what the author had to fight for in order for that to come to in into fruition. And in my case, I, it's been a dream of mine for over a decade. And I can think back even to threads of my childhood. I loved playing librarian when I was a kid. My mom would buy me the little library pockets and I had a little date stamp and I had this Dewey Decimal System in Microsoft Word that I had made up. And my friends would come over and they would check out books from my library. And I've always loved books. I've always loved reading. And so I can see how this was knit in me from even a very young age. And so just the dream of just an awe that God opened the door and allowed me to do this because it's just such a gift. And also you give years to years of your life to investing in this message God's given you. And so to finally have the opportunity to have conversations like this, where we get to talk about what God's given and how he's spoken and given you the words and, um, then to begin to see some early readers really go through the message and see how God's speaking to them, I didn't spend two years of my life on this to hope that it did. God didn't use it to transform lives. I so getting right. to see the fruit of your labor is. Um, is such a gift. We don't always get to see that on this side of heaven, but like the glimpses that God gives when somebody will come and say, I'm walking through this in my calling, and I just want you to know this chapter was so timely for me. And you know, that in particular, I, that happened the other day. And she was talking about a chapter that wasn't even initially in my original proposal. And it was a chapter that I really sensed God told me needed to be a part of the message. And it was a really hard chapter to write. And so to see God bless that and use that is just such a gift. And I think in some areas of our calling, we don't necessarily get to see a lot of visible fruit and that's a reality, this side of heaven, but it has been such an encouragement to me to begin hearing some of that feedback as people are starting to read.
1: It's, um, it's something that like when people tell you, cause I'll get a DM or I'll get a text message. This episode or this thing you said in the sermon, like this really blessed me or this really Mm. influenced me. And then so uh, sometimes I don't even remember saying this.
0: (laughs) Yes. Isn't that the best? (laughs) When you're like, well, I know that wasn't me Yeah, because I don't even remember saying it.
1: It's nice because it keeps me humble. Yes. I don't remember saying this. Glory to God. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there are moments where I'll reread something in the book and I'll think, I have absolutely no recollection of typing that, that sentence, but praise God, that was the Holy spirit at work and glory to God for that. And so I absolutely relate to that.
1: So during this process of the book launch from the book, is there anything that you just had to just overcome or anything you had to accept? You know what? I can't change this, or this is the way things used to be versus the way they are now. What was, is there anything there you'd like to share with someone who's also on this journey?
0: Oh my gosh, this could be like, an entire episode. (laughs) So I have no
1: problem bringing you back for part
0: three. (laughs) So when I read this question, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be brief. There's so (laughs) many things I could say there. And I think there's some themes. So the first theme that I think every author right now has to kind of do battle with is the idea of platform. Mm -hmm. And whether we like it or not, the need for it as you step into the publishing arena, as I said earlier, publishers are looking more to writers and authors to market their own messages than they ever have before. And so I think we can either be frustrated by that and let that discourage us from the call or we can really hone in and figure out who our people are, who we're speaking to, um what their needs are, how we can encourage them. And so that's something I've certainly had to overcome. Gave me the advice, I'll I'll give her credit. I got to interview Lisa Harper a couple of years ago for my podcast and she was so kind to stay on the phone a few minutes with me after we finished recording. and she said, "Here's a piece of advice I would give you as a first-time author. She said, you know what God has given you and the message He's put on your heart, that's precious. and it should be treated as a, it should be treated as such but don't be precious about it have your hands open to 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 realizing you might be the expert at what god's called you to write on but you're not an expert in publishing you're a first time author <laughs> so knowing your place and being coachable along the way i think has served me really well you'll you can probably talk to any author and they would agree that most would say the worst day of the whole process is the first round of edits that you get back from your editor, where they you hand in 50,000 words that you've poured over for six to nine months, and then they rip it apart and you get to put it back together. And I, I remember that day very vividly. And I remember I was at a coffee shop in Nashville, and I remember just praying before I even opened up the Word document, like, I remember telling the Lord, as challenging as this will be. I will be a better writer on the other side of this exercise. And so I'm making the conscious choice before I even open up this Word document that's been ripped apart to trust that my editor is the expert in writing. I'm not the expert. I'm the expert in this message, but not the craft of writing. And so help me be coachable throughout this process so that I can grow in my craft, right? Because ultimately, those things make us a better writer. And so... Anyway, those are just a few that I would see as common themes that writers and authors these days struggle with and how I found encouragement in that. So I don't know if that's helpful or what you're looking for, but that's what just that's the tip of the iceberg of what comes to mind.
1: That could go in any direction. No, that was good. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about overcoming when God has called you to do something, you, there, there is no that's not going to be just one answer. There's probably multiple things. Totally. It's crazy. It's crazy that opposition is a sign in the kingdom. You're doing something right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. The,
1: the struggle is a sign that that's there's something that's there's something going right. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but feel free to share anything with the with anybody who's listening. Anything about pre orders, about giveaways, and then what they can expect from the book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with pre-orders, I'm so excited about the pre-order gifts that we're giving away to those who pre-order and join the launch team. So as this is airing into the world, we'll have about a week to a week and a half before book launch, before it's going to be on the shelf in your Barnes & Noble and things like that. And so what that looks like is you can go to any of your your favorite online retailers Barnes and Noble, Christian Book, Amazon and pre-order do the thing and then if you hop on over to do the thingbook.org you can sign up for the launch team and so that begs the question what's a launch team why does that matter and a launch team really is a group of people who rally around a message that really matters to them they're willing to share online about it which is super helpful to the author and i just appreciate those who are being willing to do that. And so we are gifting away some really fun resources that will help you along the way as you read the book. So we will gift you a 30-day devotional called Your Gifts, His Glory that pulls out a lot of topics we talk about in the book, but maybe I didn't get to go in as great a detail as I might have wanted to. So myself and 29 of my other friends all wrote an entry into that devotional. That is a PDF download that you can grab there's also an audiobook version of that devotional narrated by myself, and a How Well Do You Know Your Calling quiz that's just helpful to get a baseline of where am I at and figuring out what my thing is and how to be faithful in that. And then there's also a goal planning guide that will help you kind of walk through your next steps as you go through the material in the book. And maybe since God's calling you in a certain direction, it will help you kind of break down your next steps of faith in that. And so when you sign up at do DoTheThingBook.org, it will trigger an email to you that will give you access to all of those resources and a link to join the Facebook exclusive Facebook group where all the launch team is held. And so there's some added content there that you won't see anywhere else. I share just fun, exciting news about book launch that I may or may not share anywhere else, just kind of an exclusive group to help celebrate the launch. And so that's pre-orders, that's pre-order gifts. As far as what people can expect in the book... I was talking to my publisher earlier this morning and just, I've said this before, but I just thanked them again just for their creativity and how they put the book together. I'm so thankful for how it's formatted. Listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm going to hold it up for Eric. It's in size a little different than a typical nonfiction trade book, but it's also not quite as big as a Bible study workbook. But as you can probably tell from the conversation we've had about the material inside, it's not a book that I wanted readers to, I don't know read two or three chapters and throw it on their bookshelf and be done. It's really a message where we have to practically walk through, okay, what changes in my life have to take place? Where is God leading me? And so there's space at the end of every chapter called For the Go-Getter Girl that breaks down passages that we talk about in the chapter for further reflection there's some prayer prompts that will help you just pray through your next steps and then kind of following the subtitle of the book which is gospel centered goals gumption and grace for the go getter girl there's questions that fall underneath the categories of um goals gumption and grace and so as you take your next steps you can walk through those questions either by yourself or with a group and then we also and this is probably the thing I'm most excited about just in value for the reader. We did a six session interactive video series that you get access to when you buy the book. So you don't have to purchase an extra you know, $75 leader guide full of video content or anything like that. There's a QR code embedded inside the book that you just scan on your phone and you can access the videos after every two chapters. So let's say you're in a book club or a small group, or something like that, and you you want to do it with people, that's wonderful. It's a great way to kick off your sessions together. Or if you're doing it alone and you just need a little bit of extra encouragement and a cheerleader along the way, I pop in every couple of chapters to encourage you as you read. And so there's a lot there in value, I think, for the price of the book, which makes me really excited. And so that's pre-orders. That's what they can expect. And so I can't wait. It's going to be great.
1: No, thank you for sharing that. There before before you and I came on, and even when we met and spoke last time, there's been a theme here that I just wanted you to touch base on. So I'm just curious, how does this verse hit you? I'm gonna read this, and hopefully I don't trip over my words like I usually do when I read these verses. <laughs> do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he or she looks like. James 1 22 through 24. That's the NIV version. What does that verse mean to you and how has that impacted you?
0: Yeah, I loved that God gave you this and you're calling it out because I just have been thinking about it all morning. And as I think about my hope for women and even myself as I take next steps in my own calling. And we talked about my testimony a little bit the last time I was on. I was raised in the church. I came to Christ at a very young age. and biblical truth, like Ephesians 2.10, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that He planned long ago for us to do. I know that, right? I know that as follower of Christ, I'm indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives inside of me. In my head, I know that. But what actually happens when it's a Tuesday morning and I'm fighting comparison or fear and my next steps of my calling, and I actually have to live as if that biblical truth is true. And I think that's the heart of what I hear when I read that passage in James is don't just be hearers of the word and know it on a head level, but what does it actually mean to let God's word transform our hearts? To the extent that when we do face and bump up against these challenges that we've spent some time talking about today, it's a very natural next step to go, okay, what does God's word say about that? Who does God's word say that not only he is, but then that trickles down to me and my identity and him. And so I work out of that place, right? And so I think as we take steps of obedience, as we surrender our own desires to his plan. I think that's what it looks like is we're doers of the word. I think it can be easy um, to get that mixed up with just striving and achievement behavior. And that's certainly been a struggle of mine throughout my life. I write about that in the book. But I think in this season, the freedom that I've found is coming back to, okay, God's character and who he says that I am and what he's called me to do. And my ultimate call of going and making disciples, right? That is for all of us as a follower of Christ. That is our ultimate calling, our ultimate mission. The expression of that will change from person to person and in season to season. But are we faithfully going and doing that? And uh, I don't know, that's just kind of what I've been stirring on this morning as I read that question.
1: It's funny because I should have thrown verse 25 in here cuz at the end of verse 25 it says you'll be blessed in your doing. It mm. doesn't just it doesn't just say you'll be blessed in your knowing, blessed in your reading, you'll be blessed in your doing. Our obedience that through that obedience that's where you see the fruit in our lives. Yeah. That fruit is produced from that obedience. Yeah. So I don't expect God to bless my disobedience. I expect him to bless me when I'm being obedient to the things that he's asked me to do and called me to do. So it's one thing to say, oh, we're podcasters and never drop an episode. <laughs> yeah. Never buy any equipment, never look into backdrops, never do sound checks, not look for a media team. It's one, it's something completely different to do it because then you learn more by doing because yeah. what else does the Bible say about too much knowledge? You puff it puffeth up. Yeah. So you take that doing, you take that wisdom, and you make it life. And yeah. through that testimony of you doing, it can then be a testimony and life giving to someone else. Yeah. So our yeah. obedience produces that godly fruit.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Another way to say it that I say in the book is the outcome is his with the obedience. Is ours. The outcome is not on us. It's not up to us. He is. We're partnering with him in his work. But the obedient next step that we know and sense that God's asking us to take—that's on us. And another quote that's coming to mind is, "In a life sold out to His leading, His glory is the goal, but His presence is the prize." So good. His glory is the goal. But his presence is the ultimate prize in our lives as we continue to follow him, as we continue to take obedient next steps. What a gift it is to get to live out, again, that biblical truth that he is always with us and leading and guiding us. So,
1: Seeking his presence above all else is critical. Yeah. Because that's the priority. It's not the platform. It's not the calling. It is not what's going to come from the platform of the calling, it's being in his presence. Because if you're in his presence and that's where your heart is to be close to God, everything else is going to come because he's going to tell you where to go. Yeah, We have his spirit inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And God is going to draw his spirit back to himself. So he's not going to mislead us in our path or our calling or our journey. That's why seeking his presence and spending that time with him And then being obedient to live these things out is critical in the walk. How have you seen some of your obedience and your yes just be a blessing and impact to others?
0: Yeah, I love that question. I think when we see someone unapologetically, faithfully living out their calling, I think it gives other people permission to do the same. That's good. Right? And so I think that's what comes to mind of you know it i know it's such an encouragement to me when i look to one of my fellow writer friends podcasting friends and i see god at work in them and i see how he's moving in their lives and blessing their ministry it I, back to the com- the conversation of comparison it actually can be such an encouragement to look around and see how god is at work and um and i pray that i've been that kind of friend that's been able to come alongside others and say, OK, let me show you how God's at work. Let me tell you what I'm learning. because I know others have done that for me and it's been such a blessing. And so I think in a sense, it's a little bit of the answer of what we were talking about earlier with envy and comparison and those types of things. If we just faithfully run alongside one another and cheer one another on as God continues to move, I think we hold each other's arms up a little bit in that. Right? And I don't know, that has been such a help to me. And so I hope to model that as well to others. I don't know. Does that make sense?
1: makes perfect sense. And just even, I was talking to a friend of mine last night just about this episode and having you back on today. Yeah. And I was just telling him I said because he he just started listening to my podcast recently and he's because he's on his fitness journey and he's, this is the perfect thing to listen to in the morning because yeah. I'm in the gym for xyz amount of time. And I and he was just like where did you get the ideas from your setup and all of these things? And I said all of this information was given to me for free. So when people ask me about what equipment to buy or whatever else the case, I send them the links. I'm like, get yeah. these microphones, get this boom. I got this boom arm because you have one. <laughs> you told me exactly what yeah. things yeah. like that. it's like. This information was given to me. Why would I charge you for this? You know, because yeah. I've helped other people recently look at equipment for their podcasts. And oh, like, that's you awesome. Can, you can set this up for this amount of money depending on what you're trying to do. And this is the equipment to buy. And you can yep. use this to block out this sound or whatever the case might be. Long story short, it's the idea of I'm I've been blessed, I'm gonna be a blessing. Yeah, if someone yeah. helped me, I want to help someone else. That's right. Because yep. if it's bringing God honor and glory, then that's what I'm here to do.
0: Yeah, I have some friends, and we say this a little bit tongue in cheek sometimes, but we'll get off an interview, a podcast interview with somebody, and the example of Lisa Harper that I gave earlier, I remember calling this particular friend and saying. She's who I want to be when I grow up. She's the type of friend that I want to be when I grow up. She has no business staying on the phone for 15 minutes and being late to her next podcast interview to invest in somebody like me. She has no business doing that. And yet she was so generous with her time. And I think the longer we're in this work, and I'm speaking specifically in our world of writing and podcasting and speaking, both sides of the spectrum, it will teach you who you do not want to be when you grow up. And who you do want to be when you grow up. And when you see that, I just, um, I I try to make a conscious effort to be just so thankful and gracious. And also it it teaches me a lot about the kind of friend I want to be. Right. Right. And so I'm so thankful for those who have poured into me and I feel the exact same way you do about just multiplying that and giving it to other people. So
1: one of the things that I appreciate about what you do, and I mentioned this to you before we got on is you always show up talking about things of of what we want to be like, what we want to do. I think when it comes to the kingdom of God, we need to show up. We need to show up faithfully. We need to show up consistently. We need to show up when it's easy, when it's hard, no matter what. So this one of the things that when we look at, I see your posts and your media and I'm like, she is constantly showing up. She has been faithful to the call. That's encouraging to me and I'm sure everyone else who's following you. So, Thank you for your yes and thank you for your obedience to the Lord, because it is definitely encouraging to everyone who's watching.
0: It means the world to me. And I think sometimes I I just would bring it all back to intentionality. Even right now in the middle of book launch, I was gathering questions last night from my launch team. Me and my husband are actually going to record an episode together the week before the book comes out just to talk about anything and everything book related. What's it been like to walk alongside your wife as she writes this? And what's it been like? just this whole journey from start to finish. And so I was gathering questions. And one of the questions that came in was, you guys just moved like six to eight months ago. You've joined a new church family. My husband's a lead pastor. You've written this book and maintained your own podcast while walking in the middle of book lunch. And like, have you made it all happen? And when I sit back and think about that, I'm like, who if it I'm glad it looks that easy (laughs) because it's just but it's just been intentionality. right? Right. I It's very kind of you to say about social media. I sat. half a day last fall and brainstormed content from January until June, right? I know where I'm headed, even if I don't have it all built, only because I sat and just dreamed about it. And so I think sometimes I've just found that just really showing up with intention is what has allowed me to faithfully walk through a really full season. I hate using the word busy. That's what keeps me from burnout. That's what keeps me kind of knowing where I'm headed and on the right track. I don't know. That just comes to mind as you're saying that. I appreciate that's so incredibly kind of you to say. And also, I just would point it back to just the choice of intention, right?
1: Intentionality is key. You got to yeah. know where you're going. You got to be intentional about it, especially when God gives you those god-sized dreams. Intentionality is key. Yeah. So, I know that um you have to go here fairly soon. So I only have two more things before you get out of here. As sad as it is, this is the final segment of the show. This is our let them know segment. You can share anything you like with the audience here. Any, anything you like to let them know about, please, Rebecca, let them know.
0: Oh man, I... I'll plug the podcast. I'm super excited about some things we have going on over there. We are actually taking all 12 individual chapters of Do The Thing and having a really pointed conversation about each specific topic, chapters 1 through 12, that we'll release kind of in tandem with book launch. It'll start the week after the book comes out, so in a couple of weeks. Um We'll start with chapter one and the girl that Michelle Myers that wrote my foreword for the book will be joining me for that episode. And then in sequence after that, chapter two, three, four, and so on. And so I've recorded about half of them and God is just really blessing these episodes and they've been such an encouragement to me. And there's just such encouragement and power that comes alongside just Partnering with other people who is somebody who models maybe this really well and getting to learn from them. And so I am just personally really excited about those. And so you can begin to listen to those along with just the whole library of content. We have over 260 episodes at this point over on the Radical Radiance podcast, wherever you like to stream podcasts. So I'd love to have you over there.
1: Perfect. Everybody tune in and check that out.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for asking that, Eric.
1: I have one more thing for you. If you would not mind, close this out in prayer before we get out of here today, I would really appreciate it.
0: I would love to. Yes, let's do that. God, we just thank you so much for this time. And I thank you for Eric's influence and his voice that you've given him. And I just pray as we continue to realize how you have gifted us and given us talents this side of heaven, I pray that you would just show us a new how to use those for your glory and how to advance your kingdom by using those. And God, we just entrust those gifts to you. We thank you for them. And I pray that in the days to come, you would just empower us by your spirit and encourage us through your word to use those with all that we've got for your glory and to advance the gospel. And so I just thank you for this time and thank you for Eric's ministry. I pray you'd continue to bless him and his listeners. And we ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen.
1: And Father, I just thank you for Rebecca, her family, her ministry. I thank you for her obedience and her yes to you. Lord, I just pray that you just continue to expand her territory. Lord, I just, I thank you for all the testimonies that are gonna come from this book. And thank you for the testimonies that are gonna come from her yes. I pray you continue just to give her vision, and wisdom on where to go, what to do, how to do it, what to share, and when, Father. I just pray a hedge of protection around her family, her marriage, and everything else that she is touching, Lord. I pray your traveling mercies over her for wherever she may be headed for the journey ahead, Lord. I thank you for all these things that you're doing, and we give you all the credit, all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, friend.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We will have to get you back on the podcast at some point. You are officially my first repeat guest. So, thank you for being back on here. We have to get you on a third time. About to figure out something else to talk about.
0: Yes, I'm going to write another book. I'm in a two book contract. So, there you, there go. you go. There you
1: go. And we got the whole buy to pick from, too. So, we have That's options. That's right. We, we yes, options. we have
0: endless <laughs> options.
1: We do. If you are enjoying the content you are hearing from the Rooted in Christ podcast, please follow us on all social media platforms. Look for Redwood Christian Ministries. Look for the Rooted in Christ podcast. We are looking to have about a thousand. We set a goal for a thousand subscribers for YouTube for this year, and we do not want to leave that algorithm up to chance. So if wherever you are listening, please follow, share, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Eric.